Improper disposal of batteries can spark fires. Fires on garbage trucks and at trash and recycling centers cost millions and put lives in danger. Batteries do not belong in regular trash or recycling. Learn more at GoRecycle.org. Brought to you by Montgomery County. Leftovers. Or... The DMV. Number 97. Or... House cleaning. Or... Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, Cleveland. Welcome back to another edition of the Dogland Podcast. This is the post-game edition uh, I am Jack McCurry. Anthony Jokey is not with me this evening, but we're still going to break down this uh, Browns game. It was a tough one this week. The Browns lost to the Pittsburgh Steelers 38 to seven. And what was a it was it was a bad game. It was a very bad game for the Browns. But uh, we're gonna, definitely going to break it down. And joining me tonight on the podcast, he is a friend of show. He's a personal friend of mine as well. Uh, you guys may know him from the After Further Review podcast. Uh, it's my boy, Alex Hale. Alex, what's going on, man? As a wise man once told me, it's time to panic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, I, it's not time to panic, though, honestly. Oh, like, wait, it, it's not time to panic? Okay. No, g- give it give it another give it another week. Give it another week. But, uh, yeah, Alex, I mean, where do, where do we begin with this? I mean, it, it it was over before really even the game even started today. I mean, it... You know, the Steelers drove down the field. The defense was good. They held them to a field goal. Just that bend but don't break mentality uh, that the Browns defense has had all season. And then the very first drive, uh, had a couple runs. And then, you know, Baker had one of his Baker moments. And uh, he locked on to a receiver. And Minka Fitzpatrick was right there, picked it off, took it to the house. And uh, that be- that, that was, we that was the, the uh, yeah, we were off to the races. I mean, it, it, overall, it was just not a good game for Baker Mayfield. Let's just be quite no. honest about it. Definitely one of his worst as a Cleveland Brown. 10 of 18, 119 yards, a touchdown and two picks. But that doesn't even tell the whole story. He he just looked like a deer in the headlights. And uh, Alex, yes. you've seen it. I've seen it. All Browns fans have seen it since 1999. When the quarterback gets that deer in the headlights look, it, it's not very good, man. No, it's not. And I'm 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 not going to sit here and defend Baker. Everybody knows he I'm the advocate for Baker Mayfield. Uh and uh, the one thing I kept saying and funny enough, I'm at work today. Um and I'm talking with a couple of Browns fans. We have the game on, we're watching a little bit. And the number one thing I kept saying is he keeps favoring his ribs. And I'm like he's in his head. He, he, it's not, it wasn't even deer in the headlights for me. It was, he's in his own head. Like he knows he's hurt and he knows he's like, you know, he's not going to be able to throw the ball. Like he wants to now, granted, we could give this whole argument of should Stefanski have played him or not. You know, Baker said he could play. So, you know, he might as well have just played him. That's fine. And you know what? I'm not here to argue that. I think the main thing in my takeaway from this is Baker tried to will himself to play honorable, but stupid. And I think Baker in his own head with Pittsburgh blitzing, which 
you know, they did a great job bullying that O-line today uh, that we all thought looked to be so good. And now it's just looking like, oh, boy, we still got some problems there. But Baker, I think the timer was very short in his head. He wasn't thinking and he was thinking of protecting himself. And I think that those are like three things where if you're a quarterback, if the timer is too short, you are locking on the guys too quickly and you're worried about getting hit and getting hurt even worse than you are. That's a recipe for disaster. He was doomed the minute he stepped foot on the field. Yeah, I mean, going in all week, all eyes were on how's he going to be, how's his ribs. Um, you know, they talked about it in the pregame. You know, they he had a Kevlar like vest on to pr- give him some extra padding. Uh, but you could just tell, like, yeah, he was trying to protect himself. But I mean, and it honestly, when you look at it, it all wasn't on him. And we'll dive into it a little more. But the offensive line struggled today. But I mean, you watch Baker. I mean, he's going back to his old tendencies, trying to extend yep. plays with his legs when he's not the most mobile quarterback. Uh, holding on to the ball, the padding of the ball. It's just, it, he gets into those bad habits. And I was talking to someone after the game who, you know, was saying like, I just don't know if Baker's the guy. I think we might need to draft a quarterback. And I'm thinking like, and this has always been the comparison. You know, people wanted to say, oh, is he Russell Wilson? Is he Drew Brees? Is he this guy? Is he that guy? He has that Brent, Brett Favre gunslinger mentality. Say, he's Brett Favre more than anything, folks. Yeah. And, and I do, and, go ahead. Go ahead. And, and the one guy was like, yeah, he does play like Brett Favre. He goes, but Brett Favre play, had threw for 400 yards and five touchdowns. Baker Baker doesn't. And I said, that's not how this offense is set up, though. I said, you could look back at Green Bay outside of Amon Green. Brett Favre never had a running game. I like this yeah. offense is set up and is predicated on the run. But when a team much like the Steelers shuts down the run and forces Baker to throw, you're, you're going to get that Brett Favre type play out of Baker where he's going to try to, you know, throw the ball downfield, try to make a big play when the team's down and it's going to force himself into turnovers. I mean, that's just how Baker is. You take the good and the bad out of Baker Mayfield. And honestly, the bad does creep up more sometimes than the good, but this is what we're dealt with. It's not all on Mayfield, but today was one of those days where the loss ultimately does come down on Mayfield. He played bad and, I mean, that's all you can say. This is why the Browns lost. Because when Baker started playing bad, Pittsburgh capitalized on it. Yes. I want to say this real quick because I don't want to dive into draft on this show. But I want to say this for anyone saying, you know, oh, we should draft a replacement. Well, congratulations. You're four wins with at least four more winnable games on the uh, horizon. Guys, the only way you're – guys, 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 the only way you are going to – get one of these quarterbacks is if you lose out and that's not happening first and foremost, nor do, does anyone want that to happen because if you look at the draft board, and this is all I'm going to say, cause I'm working on a top 10 board for you guys. Uh, there are three quarterbacks, Trey Lance, uh, Justin Fields just barely made the top 10. For those of you who think I'm hating, I'm not. I just don't think he's the top one. And Trevor Lawrence is number one on my board. You're not getting any of the three. You're not. So you've won too many games. That's all I can say. Wait a minute. You mean the Browns have won too many games for 21 years? We hadn't won enough. (laughs) Yeah. Now you it's it's funny. Years ago, I was in the same scenario when we had when we had Johnny and when Hoyer was winning, because I personally at the time wanted Mariota. 
And I thought, oh, he could be the answer. I'm right there with um, you. Yeah, I thought he was. And when Hoyer was winning, I, we, I was like, we're winning way too much. We can't be doing this. And all of a sudden, we fall out of the draft uh, position. And now we can't even get a quarterback when we know Johnny's a bust. So for all of you saying we need to just draft a replacement, no. If anything, this is a godsend because you need to ride or die with Baker. You have to commit to this. For the first time ever, Browns fans, you got to commit to somebody. You haven't done it all these years. You, you fail every time. And we talked about it uh, earlier in, in a chat. It's the curse of Tim Couch. You cheered the last time he was on that field because he got injured and you got to see Kelly freaking Holcomb play. It's the curse of Tim Couch. And you haven't found a QB since. And now we all talk about, oh, Tim Couch was the best quarterback since 1999. No, go back in your corner because you all cheered when he got injured. I was one of the ones mad he got injured and y'all cheered it. But it's a curse. Sorry, it's real. And this is the, the moment where you just have to ride or die with it. You don't like it? Get off the train. No one's forcing you to stay here. I hate to be this guy, but if y'all are going to be this freaking toxic, go root for the Steelers. That's a toxic fan base already that endorses bounties and stuff like that with their players. Not going to get into that today, but go root for the Steelers. We don't want you anymore. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like, this is why, and it's why I avoid social media. Like, I popped on Twitter after the first pick six, and it was just like, bench Hoyer, or bench, not bench Hoyer, that's flashbacks from 2014. Uh, <laughs> bench Mayfield, uh, put Keenum in, he's the better option. Stefanski doesn't know what he's doing. It's the same crap when, when you know, when everything's going well, like, people want to erect statues in this town for everybody. But, like, the moment things go wrong, it's like, it's fire everybody, go draft a quarterback. Like, we go got to get Justin Fields because yeah. we need an Ohio State quarterback who, when he faced a great D line in Clemson, didn't like it when he was under pressure, when he was never under pressure all year. It, oh, it, wait, that might be a red alarm if you're a draft analyst. It, See, it, I'm not hating on Justin Fields. I saw something in that game. Exactly. There you go, haters. Exactly. I mean, and it, you know, it's like, and Alex is right. Like, we have to see Mayfield through this year. You want to talk about uh, replacing him in the offseason? That's fine. But you have to, you, like I said, you had to take the good and the bad. You had to let the season play out because, you know, Baker might flip the switch at some point. He might get it down the, after this. You know, getting his head knocked off by Baltimore and Pittsburgh, it might make him see the light, but it also might shell shock him. Like Alex said, you talk mm -hmm. about Tim Couch. Tim Couch got shell shocked, took the beating. He never panned out. And Alex is also right. Fans booed Tim Couch and, and their home stadium. Like, that's just not, I mean, if he's struggling, yeah, that's one thing. But he got his head knocked off by Ray he Lewis or the whoever. the playoffs. Yeah. And he, yeah, he's the last quarterback to take us to the playoffs. And everybody's like, well, it was Kelly Holcomb. No, because Tim Couch broke his leg in the final game against Atlanta. Go back and watch the tape. And William Green won that game for you, not Kelly Holcomb, you numbnuts. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, before we completely go off the rails here, I know. You know sorry. No, you're good, man. You're good, man. I always love you. You're you're great at what you do. Um, 
you know, we could talk about how Mayfield struggled, but let's just talk about Alex, the fact that the Steelers dominated Cleveland on both sides of the line of scrimmage, the entire game, their offense, offensive line for the most part, shut down our defensive front and vice versa. Their defensive line dominated our offensive line. And when it comes to football, the battle in the trenches is what win or loses games. And it was obvious today that Pittsburgh had the upper hand on both sides. And I have spoken in many years. I've talked to some players from the eighties and all I remember is they would always talk about how, when they fought, they won the battle in the trenches. That's what they loved. And that's how they knew how to build a team. Now, granted, we didn't have Wyatt Teller this week, which I don't know if that would have helped. Maybe, maybe not. Um, But Chris Hubbard doesn't help. (laughs) Um, He definitely does not help there. The, The Steelers are men among boys when it comes to power in the trenches. They have speed, power, finesse, everything you want they are a perfect well-oiled machine with a balance of veterans and young emerging stars every time you blink there's a new one and i bet you in about a year or two we're really going to be talking about alex highsmith as one of those guys with the steers that we're all going to be like ugh, really they got another one yeah this happens all the time with them it's the steelers that's how good their defenses are this is how they build their freaking teams and they're patient with their players. They develop them properly. And yeah, we're going to talk about it more, but they don't change regimes. And this is what you get when you change regimes. You keep turning over the coaches and you keep turning over the development and you keep turning over the systems. This is a perfect, well-oiled machine defense that I would say is better than Baltimore's. And they, and and with Minka Fitzpatrick, the way they use him, which is the only way you use that man, they they are arguably the best defense in the NFL. So, yeah, did I predict the Browns would win? Yeah, I, I was, I've been having a good week. Let's just put it that way. And I felt good, but I knew how tough this was going to be. That defense is a monster. And the Browns got to learn it. And the one thing we can hope is, is that guys like Jedrick Wills learn from this, know what to expect next time. And next time they face the Steelers in week 17, folks, when all of this should be coming together for potential playoff berth, maybe then the Browns are going to be ready to punch back. They weren't ready to beat the Steelers. They might be down the road. But after that Baltimore game, they just weren't ready. They got some momentum. Now they got punched in the mouth. Now it's on the Cincinnati. And you got to win that game. I mean, they're just not ready to beat Pittsburgh. I'm going to be flat out honest with everyone. They're not ready yet. Yeah, I mean, you talk about their defense. And, I mean, like you said, to it, Dupree, Watt, um, Cameron Hayward. like. I mean, those guys are established. And you mentioned Alex Highsmith. Like, Bud Dupree, I think, is going to be a free agent this offseason. Yep. And he's going to insert out. 
they'll insert Highsmith in who I who I liked as well coming out of I did came too. out of Charlotte like yeah Charlotte yep he's he's emerging like he's gonna be there in a year or two given time yeah it's just and then you know people wanted to talk about their secondary like I was listening to I think it was ninety two three this morning and they were saying oh well PFF hasn't ranked this they're like seventeenth and DVOA I'm thinking like they're it's gonna turn it on at some point you know Joe Hayden established Minka Fitzpatrick established. Uh, Nelson and uh, Sutton Hilton. I mean, like they've been struggling, like they've been struggling, but they're going to turn it on at some point. Unfortunately, it came against us, but that's just what it happens. And then you look at the offensive side of the ball, their, their line, like their lines established Pouncey Villanueva. I mean, they lost their right tackle, but they plugged uh, Okafor in and he's been playing well. They lost David DeCastro, who's arguably their best lineman. They inserted a fourth round rookie and they just ke- they just keep going like it's next man up mentality. We had that last week against the Colts. We had guys on both sides step up and contribute to the win. I mean, yep. Pittsburgh does it. And you mentioned continuity. Like these guys have been together for what? That coaching staff has been together for a decade at mm-hmm. least. I mean, and that's just they the Steelers. To, they know how to do it. Yep. I mean, and the Steelers hire the right people and they stick by those people. I mean, that's the oh. one thing that I've constantly knock about the organization they don't hire the right people and this is why they turn things over every couple years if you can want to be like the Steelers you have to hire the right people put them in the right place and let them do their jobs I mean the Steelers yep. are the model franchise as much as we want to hate them you also want I'm to look the up to them yeah I mean I'm they've the done it the right way I mean it's just state it's a state statement it's a fact We'll um, get there. It's it, we'll get there. It's just we're looking at what we want to be, and we can get there. And my hope is is that this is a wake up call. The team a punch in the mouth. They get back up. They rebound next week. Hopefully Baker feels a lot better and plays a solid game. I'm not asking for superstar level, but plays a solid game. And then when we come back for week 17, they're going to be ready for a revenge. Yeah, I mean, if it's anything like week one against Baltimore, I mean, it, it, everybody was ready to burn the city down after the week one. If they <laughs> regroup, get back together, make the adjustments, this team could win two out of the next three or the next two games heading into the bye week. I mean, it's not, yep. I mean, you're facing Cincinnati, who is slowly getting it together, but they're still a bad football team. Vegas is going to be a toss up because the Raiders are playing well. But they play I, good one week, play bad the next. But at the end of the day, and Alex, you'll even agree with us, they're four and two. Like, I honestly they did are, not think guys. they'd be four and two through six six weeks. I thought that they would struggle out of the gate and then turn it on in the second half of the year. They've exceeded they're, my they're expectations both, already. They, they're right there in the thick of it. We're still in the playoff hunt, and yet here we are. <laughs> but would you I agree? Love Cleveland. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Cleveland's the best. But Alex, wouldn't you agree that, you know, while we are four and two, the gap between us, Pittsburgh and Baltimore is still wide. Like we're not, we're getting there, but we're nowhere close to what the Ravens and the Steelers are. And I, I, I a hundred percent agree with that. Uh, The first step is the quarterback, which I think Baker can still be that. Um, And then it's about figuring out how you're replacing pieces as they go away that's going to be the next step as this team progresses which is you know look i love obj and jarvis 
They're not going to be here forever. Uh, Chubb, I don't know if they're going to re-sign him. I hope so. But He's you know, sorely missed. He's sorely missed right now. But you need to figure out how, like these teams, how do you easily replace each guy, like next man up, every time up? Now, I'm glad. I, I like what I'm seeing out of the running back core. I don't want to get dive in every position, but like running back core, for example, Hilliard, Johnson, they're stepping up when needed. That's promising. It shows me they can evaluate and find these guys that'll take over in that scenario. Other positions, it's more wait and see right now. But yes, the gap is very wide and it can grow wider if you can't do exactly what they do, which is get the next guy up. Yeah, definitely. And I also think, and this is another thing that people seem to very much forget. This is still technique. This is still a fairly young football team and they lack winning experience. I mean, outside of Austin Hooper and let's just say case Keenum, because he's been on some winning teams for the most part. MVP. Yeah. A a lot of these guys have never tasted victory in the, in the national football league. I would say like three fourths of the roster have not experienced winning. And then with winning, you have to learn how to handle the winning. And then you have to learn how to handle you. Like they make the playoffs this year. They get knocked down the wild card round. That'll be good for them. That'll be a learning experience. They'll come back even stronger. And you know, that's, I think that's what this team needs. They had to take baby steps. I know, you know, we were four and one last week and it was awesome. Best start in 26 years. And everybody's like, yeah, we're going to the playoffs. I mean, now we got to take a step back. It's baby steps. I know everybody said, like wants to say, well, certain teams go from worst to first, but yeah, they had to get punched in the mouth in the process too. Like Buffalo, like remember when mm-hmm. they went to the playoffs, they got smacked in the playoffs. I mean, it happens with every team. Like, yeah, we lost this week, but it, it we got to take these small baby steps. It's all a process. Yep. Definitely is. And I want to say with Buffalo, um, I was one of the people who did not like Josh Allen coming out. And this is somewhere, if you're the Browns, if you're a Browns fan, look at what they did. A guy with accuracy issues and still arguably does. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We were prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Let's have accuracy issues. They have built an entire system which in three years has created Josh Allen into a quarterback where you're hiding the negatives about him and playing off his positives, and now it's becoming a well-oiled machine. That is That was the only scenario I thought Josh Allen would work out in the NFL. That's what he went into. The Browns are finally trying to implement that after you know going with the Hugh Jackson, Todd Haley air, which I'm not even getting into how dumb that was by Dorsey. Um, and then you have Freddie Kitchens, who didn't know what the heck he was doing, which could have killed Baker's psyche, which I'll say Baker is a bust. That is 100% on Freddie Kitchens. He broke him. Um, And now you're finally playing off Baker's strengths 
trying to hide the negatives. And guys, it's a rookie year. It's a rookie year for Baker. And he had no offseason. So the fact that at times he's played like the guy we thought from 2018 gives me hope he still could be the guy. That's why I'm still not quitting on it. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, you we de- we definitely need to give Baker more time. We need to give this team more time. And at the end of the day, they're four and two. Like they're going to go to Cincinnati next week. That's a game they should win. I mean, but Cincinnati's getting better. Uh, we'll see. Like how the Browns adjust from what they saw in week two from Joe Burrow and that Bengals offense and see if they can find a way to limit them. Because I mean, while our defense, they're fun. They're explosive and they're fun. I mean, Burrow's putting up some points, uh, didn't throw a touchdown today, but he got in the end zone though. Rushing touchdown. Bernard did Mixon did like they have a lot of weapons. Uh, The AJ green situation is certainly one to watch um, how that one's going to shake out. But I mean, that's a game the Browns should win. And, you know, hopefully, hopefully, you know, they, they shake this one off. They, they watch the film tomorrow, see what they need to correct and get right to work. Uh, They can't, they can't let this, this loss define them much like they did week one. They shook it off, got back on track and they won four in a row. Like I just think I, if, I mean, we're going to be no, no worse than, I think five and three going into the bye week, and that's easily exceeding all the if expectations the I had. Case, guys, I mean, you can't ask for anything better. I mean, exactly. we're really talking about doom and gloom here. Like, look, I can be pissed off during a game, but at the same time, I look at the record. I'm like, we're still four and two. Like, why should I be that mad? I mean, like, we won games that we were not supposed to win the past two weeks, and. Yeah, we got smacked in the mouth, and maybe rightfully so. But, man, I mean, there there are a lot of negatives from this game. The defense was okay. I don't like the bend, not break thing. I like to just break them. Don't, don't let yourselves be the ones bent. Break them. And I'd like to get better linebackers and get Sendejo out of here. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. God, I... I can we just cancel the number 23 and the Browns, <laughs> you know, like never, never wear it again. You know, Joe Hayden leaves and Sandeo wears it. Can we just have no Brown? We're not retiring it. We're just burning it from existence because of Sandeo. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, before we wrap things up, you know, let's talk about more about Pittsburgh. Cause yeah. obviously, you know, coming into this week, everybody said, they hadn't beat anybody. You know, there was uncertainty about their defense, uncertainty about Ben. But, I mean, the one guy that, you know, me and Anthony didn't even talk about with uh, Tony Serino on Thursday when we did the pregame, James Conner. And, you know, yeah. going back and looking at the numbers with him, in five career games now, he's got 402 yards on 84 carries. That's 4.78 yards per carry against the Browns. He seems to have a monster game against the Browns every time oh, he plays us. It's I, I don't get it, like, because I know he went to Pittsburgh, so clearly he understands the rivalry, you know, And but, like, it seems like he gets more, like, he plays his best football when it's against the Browns, and it showed today with another 100-yard performance. Yep, it did. I mean, the kid's just a tough runner. Yeah. And the one thing we talked about with the Browns year after year, and it was apparent again today, 
they can't tackle. They don't have guys that can just tackle. And that's where James Conner beats you all the time. I mean, the kid's been through more than anyone in a lifetime. And the guy is as tough as nails. One of the few Steelers I have nothing but respect for. Same here. He is impossible to bring down because, one, he's just built like that. But the dude has the heart of a lion. He ain't going down for no one. So you better be able to wrap that guy up. If you can't, that dude ain't coming down easy. And the Browns have never, as long as he's been the running back, known how to tackle. And that's why he can't come down easy. And that's why he always has big games. Not to mention, you know, we've already said it. Steelers have a great O-line. And I think the Browns also think, well, it's Big Ben and they're going to throw the ball a lot, you know, and don't think that just attack the Steelers. Don't be afraid of what they're going to do. They're, they're going to come up with big plays always because they're the gosh darn Steelers and they've got weapons everywhere you can think of. But you want to know what? Just attack them and see what happens. And maybe they'll learn that for week 17. Exactly. And when you talk about Big Ben, like, he didn't look all that formidable today. Like, he, he did put a, a touch on a couple good balls, the Washington touchdown for sure, uh, the one deep pass to Claypool. But, like, I know people are saying that the arm strength's back, but I just don't see it in him. And I I just, if I'm Pittsburgh, I'm seriously, like, this offseason, and regardless of what they think of Mason Rudolph, and I know they brought Dobbs back, but those guys are just backups in the NFL. They're backups. Th- they need to seriously consider looking for the long-term option because I, I just, I don't know how much more time Ben has. And there's sometimes he takes some big hits. He took a big hit from uh, miles Garrett today and uh red wine and Goodson wrapped him up for another one. Like he lands on that elbow and he was shaking his hand today a couple times as well. I just don't know how much longer Ben's got left in him. Although, I mean, as long as they keep winning and he puts up the production he had today, uh, you can't really, complain too much about Roethlisberger's performance if you're a Steelers fan. No, you can just ride or die with Ben until his arm falls off. We really don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I I had to say it. I'm sorry. I hate Ben Roethlisberger with a burning passion. Uh, Look, it's amazing he's still playing. It's amazing he can throw the ball like he does now. Um, His arm is not back. His arm is not back. I saw some of those throws and I was like, Okay, I'm impressed you can do that, but that's not the same Big Ben arm. That's not. So he can do enough for them to win. I think he's gotten to the point where he knows what he needs to do with the ball in order to put his receivers in position to make plays, which is all you need to do as a quarterback. You don't need to be special, and that's what he's doing. He's doing just enough. Dare I say he's a game manager now? Uh, when it comes to the Steelers' future, yeah, they've needed to do that for about three, four years to get a replacement ready. Um, who that will be, all I'm going to say is just looking at this draft class, don't want to get into it too much because I'm still kind of evaluating. There's really three guys, and then everyone else after that is kind of a toss-up. I know the kid at BYU is kind of intriguing. Um, Wilson, I believe it is. I haven't yeah. I haven't dived into him much. I've just started hearing about him. He looks intriguing. I don't know where I'd put him in the draft yet. 
But right now there are three guys. It's Fields, Lawrence, and Lance. The rest, it's it's all up for grabs. Like if you're gonna replace them, this is a year you might want to do it. But at the same time, if you can't get one of those three, ride or die with Ben. I mean, it's kind of like what I've been saying with the Browns. At this point, if you can't get one of the three or you can't get a viable replacement elsewhere, ride or die. Fall on the sword. Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would tend to agree. Like, if you can't get one of those three guys in the 2021 class, or it's, I mean, you might as well stick with what you got. Uh, the one thing Pittsburgh doesn't need is receivers. And, Alex, oh, if I would have told you today – Juju Smith-Schuster had two catches for six yards. You would have thought the Browns would have a good chance to win. But as it's been for years, Pittsburgh, uh, yeah, James Washington, four catches, 68 yards, and a touchdown. And then Chase Claypool, man, that kid, that, he's a superstar in the fantasy. making. Yeah, I mean, and we, we talked about it with Tony Serino. Like we said, there's no reason why. They're, they're going to re-sign Juju Smith-Schuster because they have Claypool, because they have James Washington, because they have Deontay Johnson, who wasn't even out there today because he had a back injury. I mean, Pittsburgh just churns out these receivers they like really crazy. Trade them. Right. I mean, honestly, I'm right there with you. Like this offseason, trade Schuster, you know, get some extra draft picks or trade him Actually, in a, or trade him say, in a scenario say. where you get a quarterback. Like, I was going to say, you're going to kill me for suggesting this, but... If it's Sam Darnold, I... I, I was going to say, you you give up Juju and a four for Darnold tomorrow. Uh, you don't need Juju anymore. I think the Jets could get more than that for that for Darnold, though. If that's the case, then I, if I'm the Jets, if I, re, I think Juju is a one-year wonder kid. Yeah. But if that's the case, and you're that desperate for wideout, and you're Adam Gase, yeah, you want to get more. Get more if you can. No, yeah, I think... Be a fool. It's a change of subject. Like with Sam Darnold, I seen Barnwell suggest like a two and a three and the Colts. Like if I'm the Colts, like, you know, Phillip Rivers is great veteran. Like, but I mean, well, his arm's dead. yeah, his arm's dead. But like that team can contend for Super Bowls right now. They need yeah. a quarterback like Sam Darnold. I mean, yeah, he might be a little shell shocked from the way the Jets have treated him since they drafted him. But I mean, there's a reason why Daniel Jeremiah said Darnold was the best quarterback prospect since Luck going into the 2018 draft. I mean, the talent's definitely there. I mean, Darnold just needs a new spot. And ultimately, I don't think who knows what the new regime will do once they fire Gase, which all seems all but inevitable at this point. But, yeah, I mean, Darnold deserves a fresh new start, and I think the Colts will be the best option for him. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um. Is there anything else about today's loss that you want to talk about, Alex, before we wrap things up? Um, I just want to say this, you know, with Browns fans in general, like I'm at the point, like, and I said to you before we were on the air, and I'm not quitting on my Browns. It's just the fans in general, like guys, you are so bipolar. And this is coming from someone who is diagnosed as nonspecific bipolar. Okay. So I know a thing or two about being bipolar. You guys are more bipolar than I ever was at my worst when it comes to this. Even me, like when I'm when I'm tweeting, it's like even I look at some of this stuff and I'm like, yo, chill out. Like we knew this was a realistic possibility getting blown out. The Steelers are a really freaking good team. 
There is a reason they're five and zero. Oh. Like I need y'all to take a chill pill. You knew how good their defense was. You knew Baker was hurt. If you're gonna run Baker out for whoever, I know y'all want Justin Fields because the Buckeye connection, which oh yeah, I'm not even gonna get into that. But if y'all want to run him out, that's fine. Don't cry to me when you're searching for a QB for another five, six, seven years, or even by the time you find it, the Bengals are going to be great with Joe Burrow, and the Ravens will have Lamar Jackson still and be drafting as well as they've ever been, and the Steelers finding a replacement, and it won't even freaking matter that you have the quarterback. Don't come crying to me when that happens because you ask for it. You ask to run the guy out prematurely. This is his rookie year all over again. We have to stick through with this. And I'm going to say through 2021. I know I just pissed off a lot of people. Yes, through 2021, you got to run with Baker. Ride or die. If you can't stay through on this, if you're going to call for everyone's head by the end of the year, if you're going to call for Baker's head, Stefanski said, and Barry said, I would please ask you, and honestly, the majority of those are 60 and older, please retire from the Browns backers or wherever the heck you are, and please get out. Root for someone else. It's not worth raising your blood pressure for. For me, these games are comedy. Call me when they're when when you guys aren't panicking, and maybe I'll start giving a crap again. The games are comedy for me. I work Sundays, and I find it laughable that in my ear, I have an AirPod in my ear in the middle of a store listening to the game, and we're all laughing about it. We're not even mad. We're laughing because this is what we know. It's not like we're rooting for it. It's just like, eh, we're kind of numb to it now. But yet there's so many that are just bitter and angry. And I get it. I get it. 21 years of futility. I get it. But you know what? The answer isn't always running people out. And I'm begging you, please see something through. Because Jimmy Haslam is a dumb enough owner to listen to you. Because he only cares about getting your money. So he'll fire whoever he's got to fire to keep your money in his pocket. For once, please be patient. And if you're patient and Jimmy does this again, do what I do. I don't buy any Browns merch anymore. I don't go to any more Browns games. I don't give that man a cent. And yeah, it's boycotting. But it's more of, I don't support incompetence. You know, if you're going to be this way, get out. I don't need this stress in my life. I don't need the toxic energy in my life. I laugh at the Browns, just like I laugh at my Akron Zips in football. <laughs> literally, that's literally how I take these games. And you want to know what? The games are so much more enjoyable. Like, yeah, I'll be angry here and there. But at the end of the day, when I stopped tweeting and I just started following it, I just started laughing. I felt so much better. My mind was in a better place. I wasn't angry anymore. People should learn from this. It's like 
you get rid of the toxic energy and you just look at it differently, you're so much happier. And yeah, I kind of sound like a hippie, but I don't give a crap. You know? I'm living. And you in one freaking game against the Steelers isn't the end of the freaking world. Yet here we are at the end of the world. It's time to panic, folks. God. There, I said it all. I got it out of my system. God, that that was great, Alex. I mean, you always bring it as as phenomenal. But I mean, and I've taken that same approach too. Like, I don't get on social media during the games. You know, I tweet out the stuff I need to in pregame, and then like towards the end when I know it's almost over, whether win or loss, then I'll hop in, give my quick thoughts, and then sign off for the evening. Like I. Social media is toxic as it is, but then when the Browns are struggling, it becomes even more toxic. It's just, it's too much to handle on Sundays. Oh boy, it's like the gif I posted in response to Caitlin's uh, tweet. The beaker sprays something on it and the fire explodes. Yeah, ain't that the truth? Caitlin's tweet was 100% Bravo, She's great. Great. Yeah, I, I got to get her on post game. Be- she ain't one of the best in the business for nothing, folks. Uh, she's awesome. She's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Alex, man, thank you for so much for coming on the pod. Um, I know me. after further review is on hiatus right now because of because of your we're, work. But uh, tell, yeah. tell everybody we're, we're, where we can find you on social media. So uh, real quick, we're working on it's more my schedule because I'm working six days a week now. Right. Uh, we are working on uh, repackaging uh, after further view as more of like a profiling uh, show. Uh, we want to profile uh, Twitter personalities um, in Cleveland, uh, get to know them, how they got in the business. So if you're someone interested, uh, DM me at the CLE Sports Guy. Um, we would love to have you on profile, you know, what you do, you know, how you got into it, what you're passionate about. It's going to be more of like getting to know the person behind the account and behind the show. That's what we want to do because like we get mad at each other and judge people on here. We've never even met them. And I've gotten, Oh my God. Ain't that the truth. I've gotten to meet you. I've gotten to meet, you know, people like Pat Shaker, Kay. Um, I, I haven't met Andy, but like I met Andy uh, Cleves through PlayStation parties. We've become good friends. So many. I mean, like the list goes on and on of people I've met. And when I've met them, they're such great people. And I feel like everybody should stop judging. And we actually take a chance to get to know these people. It's probably going to happen the next month. I know we're working on an NBA draft show uh, that's going to be live draft night. Oh, that should be fun. (laughs) I'm proud to announce uh, Pat and Shaker will be my co-hosts along with former Michigan State Spartan and my best friend, Anthony Ianni. Uh, So they're going to be on. No, Draymond Green will not be joining us. No, Tom Izzo will not be joining us, unfortunately. We tried. We failed. Uh, But it's going to be a good show. Uh, Nonetheless, we'll have a bunch of guests on. Won't be like the NFL draft party, like 30 people once. We're going to, like, bring people on one at a time this time. But uh, we'll be on for the NBA draft. And then from there, we'll do our profiling. So. Follow me at the CLE Sports Guy for more updates, and uh, we'll keep you informed. And thank you once again, Jack, for having me on. And I will be running for Dogland here soon with my top 10 uh, big board. Maybe might do top 15 if I'm feeling like it. But, uh, yeah, I got to get something for the NFL draft started. So might as well start now. 
Yeah, that'll be great, man. Um, you you killed it with uh, your your mock drafts and everything during the spring. Uh, your draft party was awesome. Was happy to be a part of that. Um, looking forward to what what comes of after further review. And I'll definitely be tuning in for the draft party here next month. So that should be a blast. Uh, be awesome. As always, yeah. As always, guys, uh, follow me on Twitter at Jack McCurry zero eight. Uh, even though Anthony's not here, follow him as well at Anthony Jokey. And as always, check out thedogland.com at the Dogland on Twitter. Uh, you know, we have great content going up every week. Uh, I've, I'll have something out here in the next couple of days uh, talking about the loss and what lies ahead for the Browns. Um, and as always, as we get on out of here, until next time, go Browns. Leftovers. Or... The DMV. Number 97. Or. House cleaning. Or. Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.